Howdy, 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 everybody, and welcome to Thespian Talk. I am your host, Gormer the Ranting Thespian, and we're going to do a little bit of something different this week. Um, I was debating whether to put this out as a special or as just a full episode. Uh, you'll see the title. You'll know what I eventually ended up doing. Um, so this one's a different one. Uh, it also falls into the idea of me wanting to experiment with formats a little bit as well towards the end of the show. And... This one is basically just all Michelle and Ricky talking about the recent UK politics. I think at this point, uh, it was uh, Prime Minister, uh, what's her name, who lasted only 45 days in office and uh, because she fucked up their economy, um, which is how I understand it. Um, it's, a li- it's like a week or two later than that because there was files that needed to get to me that couldn't get to me. Uh, and of course, I was also on the road. Um but yeah, um, I might see if Scully wants to do like a little thing towards the end. But I'm looking at the I'm looking at the files right now, and they're like almost an hour and a half. <laughs> so, you know, just the two of them. So they're gonna take up the bulk of this episode. Um, but we'll, we'll we'll figure all that out as time goes on. Um, yeah. So uh, hopefully the next episode, uh, which I think is gonna be the penultimate episode, if I've got my numbering right. Um, unless I just make this a special, but we'll, you'll, again, you'll know by the time we get it up there. Um, I am hoping I'm, I'm probably going to make sure I poke him and ask him before, before this goes up about, uh, Eli, the cartoon hero coming onto an episode and finally having his guest spot. <laughs> I've been, I have been so bad about that. Oh Lordy. Uh, but, uh, yeah. So again, like I said, the bulk of this episode is going to be Michelle and Ricky. They're going to be giving their thoughts. They're, they're in the UK. So, you know. Of course, they would have more of a thought about it than, than either Scully or I would. Um, so yeah, I hope you enjoy that um, <laughs> and enjoy Michelle taking my my um, my, my opening bit. <laughs> I honestly don't mind. It's it's good. It's all good. Um, so yeah, I'll 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 pop back in here at the end to do a little bit of an ending bit, and uh, I'll see you then. Enjoy. Howdy, 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 and welcome to Thespian Talk, and I am not your host, Gomer the Ranting Thespian, but indeed I am one of your co-hosts, Michelle, and joining me is Ricky, because we decided everything's a mess and we need to talk about it. Especially over <laughs> here in the UK. <laughs> we haven't got a title yet, we ha- we'll probably discuss that later, but I'm thinking... Oh, we don't know either. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it's your two resident, it's your two resident thespian talk limeys today. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> um, so yeah, I have invited uh, Ricky on to discuss, and um, when I floated the idea, I was like, yeah, have at, go for it, have fun. So um, we are here, we are atting, and hopefully we're going to have fun. Um, also, I have obviously done an introduction. I don't know if Goma's going to put anything on the top and tail. Do what you want. <laughs> um, but uh, yes, this this is the show that we are doing right now. So since I introduced the show, do you want to introduce... I mean, we have a main topic. I've got a couple of other things I want to... Should be quicker discussions, but um, we definitely have a main topic. Would you like to do the introduction on the main topic? Yes, I'm just trying to find the link you sent me. It has vanished out of my thing where I'd saved it, so I'm having <laughs> to find it in the chat as, I, as best I can, flipping things. 
It's been an episode to refer to the video because it is the news. It is, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the UK now has its shortest ever tenured Prime Minister, with Liz Truss having stepped down after only 44 days in office. Which beats the previous by 75 days. Yes. Uh, George Channing, um, Canning, sorry, I believe was also a Tory, uh, died in office. Uh, so, you know, and there, there was an article that I was double checking the, the spelling and everything um, that lists some other more recent um, PMs and why they left. But I think dying in office is valid. Yes. <laughs> I think it was like anemia or something because he's like at least a couple of centuries removed now. So, yeah. Yes, that's it. Yeah. I mean, you could, you could make an. And, uh, I was going to say you could make an argument that Liz Truss did indeed die in office, just not physically die in office. <laughs> We're going to talk about the lettuce because uh, that's hilarious. Um, but I know you're not on. on you know, I know you don't do the Twitters. Um, but there is a an account which is, if you ever do decide to venture onto Twitter, it's called um, British Problems. Oh yes. And it's great because <clears throat> it's just it is what you think it is. <laughs> and it's hilarious. And they had a, a question of the day. It was like, what's lasted longer than um, Liz Truss's premiership? And there were some good answers. But the one that hadn't occurred to me until I read it is her leadership race. <laughs> the leadership race was 55 days. Good grief. <laughs> so... I did send you a couple of video links. Um, that's kind of what I'm going to maybe be referring to. But thoughts? Just like if you haven't had a chance to watch the videos, that's fair enough. Yeah. Um, I, I, they're all from TLDR, which I do recommend as a network of channels. Because um, they get, you, you know, a lot. You get some good stuff from them. Yes. Uh, but, but thoughts, reactions? <laughs> I just. I don't think there's been a Prime Minister in living memory, not just in mine but or yours, but I think yeah, even yeah. in my parents or my mm. auntie, that has gone this bad this quickly. I mean, she didn't even and get out. She didn't even get out the box before she basically put the gun to her own head and pulled the trigger. Now, I originally, because, uh, so we're filming this, it's Friday the 21st um, of October, happy Back to the Future Day, and um, I originally floated this idea to you, uh, so basically the, the timeline is, I saw one video, it was like, you know, what the hell is going on with Liz Truss, I didn't worry about it, I was I was hanging out with Erin for a little while, and I was chatting with Erin afterwards, it's like, looking at this thread, it's like, Oh, oh, she's actually gone. It wasn't just like a jokey question. It was like, no, no, she's actually gone. Yes. And then there was another video that was the follow-up. It was like, it kind of happened that quick. Now, as it turns out, it actually happened earlier in the day. I just didn't know about it yet. Mm. Um, and it was just like, wow. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I had a thought, but it kind of went for a walk. <laughs> um, it's because uh, she um, you know, it was about because uh, so the video was like, uh, about like all the stuff going on with um, 
with the with the whip with like the all the um things so for those of you who don't know um the way the debates and kind of things work is you have you've got the parliament you see people like sitting either side of the benches and that they have the debate and you have the vote so you say okay now we've had this discussion let's have the vote and if there's very audible yay or a very audible nay then they declare that okay everyone agrees that's cool what also what more often happens is you get a division which is hasn't been quite the same since Burko left but they all you know run out of the room and there's two rooms one side of um, each each uh, the area one is the yes I agree with this thing and one is the no I do not agree with this thing and apparently because it was a vote on fracking um, put forward by the Labour Party which you know most by all accounts most Tories don't actually agree with because most of their constituents don't agree with it because it affects their lifestyles and their back gardens and, and stuff um, so yeah the idea is you should have a free vote you go into the room there's a thing called the whip which is a bit more complicated we'll get to in a second but basically apparently people were being physically <coughs> shoved into the room that Liz wanted and yep. that has caused a bit of fracas yes it was described in one newspaper oh, I can't remember if it was a newspaper or um, radio thing I was listening to uh, basically described yeah. as, as basically a brawl in the commons almost yeah and there was um, an idea that someone quit. I we weren't sure if they actually quit or just walked out and got some fresh air to calm themselves down. But there was definitely some effort and jeffing going on. So that was fun. Allegedly, someone a brave man. Yeah, allegedly someone yeah. called Liz Truss a cunt. <laughs> That's not allegedly. <laughs> it's probably what it happened in the house. <laughs> certain Russell Howard did it. <laughs> yes, I was I, allegedly one of her own MPs called her that. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, that is uh, generally speaking quite seriously because even, and this is what, I mean I don't watch um, you know, the parliamentary debates very often but when I see clips of them, they are kind of hilarious because it is the most British thing ever. It's like even if you don't like it, it's like the most Britishly passive-aggressive Oh yes, well, the, the right, the right honourable person over that side is like, you know, as they well know, like, they, you know, they're insulting each other, but they have to do it in such a polite way. Yes, it's kind of brilliant. It, it is. is kind of brilliant. But uh, that is. So yeah, so, um, and and the whip is basically, um, I, uh, if I'm misremembering, it's basically. You can you can stay in Parliament, but you're not necessarily associated with the party anymore. You like, and you could possibly lose your seat. Yes. I, I can't. I'm. Uh, I'm just looking it up now for you. Thank you. But it, yeah, it's. <laughs> it is. It's not necessary. It's not a good thing to lose. You don't want to lose the whip. Mm. That is the main thing. No. <laughs> Whips are MPs or Lords appointed by each party in Parliament to help organise their party's contribution to parliamentary businesses. 
uh, and one of their main responsibilities is to make sure the maximum number of their party members vote and vote the way the party wants. Yeah, but then individual party members could also lose their whip. Yes, exactly. As, as, they're, as they're standing. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, I've just looked a bit further down. Members who vote against party policy may lose a whip, which effectively means they're expelled from the party even though they're still in the party. So, yeah, um, yeah, you don't want to lose the whip because then you, you could risk losing your position. Even if you have, like, if you do survive your local election, you may not necessarily be a representative of that party anymore. It's not a good thing. No. And they also made it a confidence vote, which um, I don't know if you've ever watched a different bias. Um, that's quite a fun one. Mm. Uh, it was basically saying that um, Labour played a blinder because they basically, um, they basically did the fracking vote. Yeah, they basically forced a no confidence vote without having a no confidence vote. Yep. And the interesting thing is, are you, do you know who, like, I don't know the full list, but do you know some of the names on the the, um, the Tories who abstained? Like, the, the, the thing passed, which it still has to go through another process, so whether or not it'll actually happen. So basically the bill from the Labour Party was to basically say, yeah, fracking is not a thing we want anymore and we're going to pad it. Um, I, no. I'm sure the bill was a bit more complicated than that. But yeah. No, I didn't see who had abstained. Uh, well, amongst others, um, Boris Johnson and Theresa May. <laughs> Which means, had she, uh, had Truss um, made good on her threat to remove the whip, she would be removing the whip from two former PMs. And I don't think that's a good look. No, that's not a good look at all. <laughs> so, yeah, it's been kind of... And now there's a, there's a race... Um, and obviously, um, you heard Boris is throwing his hat in the ring. Yes, I had heard. Thoughts? God help us. <laughs> I, I don't think he, well, because the, um, okay, the party's already fractured. Yeah. And I think the, the sensible ones, and yes, there are actually a couple of sensible ones. Yes. They know it'll be a bad idea. Oh, yeah. And the, uh, the thresh, the threshold for, um... Being able to be a nominee is a hundred people backing you. Yeah, he's not going to get means... that. No. Also, it means because there's what three fifty something members, it, I mean there can only be three potential candidates, which yeah. does narrow the keep the field a bit more narrow. So obviously, um, Penny Mordaunt is the name that's coming up. Obviously, Rishi Sunak's coming up. I would not be at all surprised <sighs> if Jeremy Hunt doesn't get in. Apparently, he's not putting his hat in. Oh, really? He, I'm he's claimed he's not putting his hat in. Yeah, we'll see. I'm actually surprised about that. To be honest, um, I mean, I'm, I don't obviously vote Tory, but... No, I don't either. When, the, um, when Johnson's uh, race was happening, um, Hunt was second. Yes. And he would have been my preferred candidate, to be honest. Uh, compared to Boris, yeah. Yeah. Mm. He only seems to know something of what he's doing. Yes. Um, I don't like what he's doing, but at least he seems to know how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it is quite remarkable. Um, another interesting statistic that came out is that, and I haven't actually fully looked into this because I don't know how it fits in with the Wilders years, but Liz Truss will be the first Prime Minister um, to not have had a, an episode of Doctor Who aired during their term. 
love it. I which love is, it. Which is interesting because she is like she has officially stepped down as prime minister, so I guess you can no longer refer to her as prime minister Liz Truss. However, she is holding the seat. Yes, yeah, she's keeping the seat warm yes. for next week. And the next Doctor Who episode is on this Sunday. Yes, it is. The Power of the Doctor. I'm looking forward to that. Um, so, are they only counting it as official PM? Because technically she is still in the house until next week. Yes, that's probably what they're doing. <laughs> but it's still interesting, though. It is. That's a. No, it's is. a weird one that somebody figured out, but it is interesting. Yes. Very interesting. <laughs> Because even Paul McGann got one in. <laughs> yes, yes, he did. Just a mess. I forgot to look this up, so I will need to... Um... So Cameron left. We had a race in, to get May in. And then she called an election, but she lost some seats. Yeah, but she just so, she just about squeaked in. Okay, so technically we didn't get to vote for Theresa, but we did get to not vote for her if we wanted to because there was an election. Okay, fine. I can't remember. Did Boris call an election as well? Because he did come in with a... He did have a 96 majority, and I'm like... No, he didn't call one. It was the one that would have come anyway. Uh, it was the basically one that would have come had uh, Theresa May not called an early one. So we did have an election for Boris as well? Yes. Yeah, we did. Right. That's fine. So we didn't technically vote for either Theresa or Boris, but at least we got a chance to not vote for them. Yes. Not with trust. Nope. Oh, which, to be fair, she... And then not, obviously, with whoever comes next. Yes, exactly. We need an election. Oh, we've needed, we've needed one for a while. But because he's, now there's more of an urgency. Yeah, because here's the thing: even though Boris technically, you know, had an election, because of the um, yeah. COVID thing, we never got the local elections. Yeah. So we he's ne he never really had to put himself out there based on his record as prime minister. Yeah. So he. There but, were, yeah. Yeah, no, no, I get what you're saying, but it was at least a little bit more democratic. A little bit more, but it would be interesting because I don't think he'd have won his own seat. That's the interesting thing. And I think he'd have he'd, he'd have had to step down then. Yeah. But it is such an amazing fuck-up. Someone actually pointed out that... You know, she got into office. Yes. And then the Queen died. Yep. Which is sad. Very sad. She, which meant she should have had a, a her, and then they say, oh, well, her honeymoon period is this thing. She's got a, a longer grace period. And I will say that her, um, her bit during the, the Queen's funeral, she, she spoke well. It was a, you know, yeah. it was a good talk. You know, she, she read her, she, did, she came up, she did read her extract, and she, you know, it was perfectly well done. Yes. You know, kudos. And I think, and I even said at the time, like, she read her thing better than I think Boris would have read his thing. Oh, God, yeah, Boris would have been stumbling all over the place. <laughs> so, um, you know, fair enough. 
when you get an extra grace period like that, and still manage to fuck it, fuck everything up. Yes. You know, people were like, okay, we'll give her a little extra thing. But it, someone figured it out between the 10 days morning, the 12 days of conference, uh, the, 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 the conference season, or whatever, however long that was. She's only actually done 12 days as an active PM. Yes, she has, hasn't she? That's what was bad. it, like two, three PMQs, if that? Uh, roughly that, if you want to count the mini budget as well. <sighs> I, I knew it was going to go well, one quasi went. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No, that, was, that, that became obvious as soon as people were like, okay, the pound's tanking, this is going on. You can't blame everything on Brexit, you can't blame everything on COVID, you can't blame everything on Ukraine. This is you. Yes. <laughs> Yes. And and they are the three big bogeymen. Like, Brexit, as far as most people are concerned, is done. It's a, me- it's a hot mess. That's a, di- that's a discussion for a different day. Yeah. <clears throat> um, COVID, technically still ongoing. And yes, we are still feeling a lot of that. And we will be feeling a lot of that for a while. But you know what? So is the rest of the world. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> and yes, Ukraine is also affecting parts of the rest of the world as well. It's definitely affecting Europe. Oh, yeah. So I'm not saying that that isn't but it's something that is affecting other people. Yes. Their money isn't crashing. No. <laughs> the only the only thing they're, they're... the only way you can look rope the covid and the ukraine thing into this is by saying yes, but that's the yes, that is like a um let's say the uh, British economy is a room where petrol has been spilled. Petrol uh-huh. being the ukraine and the covid situation, which yes as Michelle said, is still ongoing, as much as some people wish to claim otherwise. Yeah. Uh, the mini-budget that Quasi and Truss decided to do was the equivalent of lighting a match and throwing it into that petrol-soaked room. Pretty much. Hey. That was fun. Yeah. Just crash uh, the pound. It... Why not? I'm kind of hoping it'll rally in the next month because um, I've um, ordered some stuff off Kickstarter and I, I'm hoping that by the time um, that comes good, um, the pound will rally so I don't have to pay as much. Mm. <laughs> Hope to God, yes. Uh, but and easy, by the way, just of, just of note, Quasi is the second shortest serving post-war Chancellor. <laughs> Who's the first? I'm just trying to look that up. But yeah, uh, he, he made it in 38 days. Wow. Yeah. Because that is something I posted to you. I was saying about the timeline of this. I was like, I posted that in the chat as well. And I'm like, hey, um, shit's happening. What do you think of this? So yeah, this this is... um. I've I've been like saying maybe we should talk about this for a couple of days now, and you you've had you you know you said you've missed the messages, you've not been well, and that's fine. Yeah. By the way, how are you? I should have said. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine, fine, little lightheaded, but yeah, I yeah, I've been dealing with migraines recently. Uh. I've recovered from my overtime, but now my elbow's hurting. Oh. But otherwise, I'm fine. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> Don't worry about the throat. I just did a a weird sneeze earlier. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's a uh, yeah. Answer to your. So qu- she was. I was going to say answer yeah, sorry, to your question. 
the uh, shortest serving Chancellor of the Exchequer post-war is Ian McLeod, also a Conservative. He was mm -hmm. appointed on the 20th of June and then was discharged from his duties 11 days later as he had died of a heart attack. Well, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> Again, dying in office, valid. Yes. <laughs> um, you know what? I, I know nothing about the man. I don't know what... It, I mean, obviously, Tories are his politics may not have aligned with me, but he could have been a decent bloke, and having died of a heart attack, that's kind yeah. of sad for his family. So. I do love the fact they describe it as discharged from his duties. <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> <laughs> the man dropped dead of a heart attack. I don't think that's necessarily discharged from his duties, but that's a very British way of putting it. Yeah. But so she was lauded um, early days uh, for her um, diverse, um, you know, higher, you know, top cabinet people. Like there was like no no um, white men. It was all like you know women and people of, of various ethnicities. And I'm like, are they actually any good? Yeah. Does that know? <laughs> yeah. And isn't this meant to be the anti woke like, party, the anti diverse party? Like what the hell? Talk about a schizophrenic. Yeah, and that's the thing, like, um, and they were, because again, early days, and, and there's some stuff that um, Phil from Different Bias was saying, like, they she kept trying to debate on um, culture war issues, and people were like, nobody cares. No. No, no, no. Like, where did that even come from? Oh. Like, I know where it came from. You, 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 it's just, if we go back far enough, it's the same um, argument that basically happened. Uh, which uh, calls pro-life. So pro-life is actually uh, younger than the Happy Meal. Yep. And um, it's essentially for the, the very, very short version of it is uh, the party of the time, the Republicans, um, needed a certain voting block. They threw a whole bunch of shit at the wall and that's the one that stuck. Yes. That's the very short version. The longer version is actually a bit more interesting, but uh, yeah. Yeah. And I guess it's uh, someone's been making it stick with cultural issues because someone decided to make trans um, bogey people, which again is a whole other debate that I could go on to a rant on and I'm not going to. Yeah, that would take too Maybe long to get into. Later. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, so people were like, we don't care about your cultural issues. They're not our problem. No, they're not. And this is the thing. I, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to go too deep into it now. But. Um, your average person either doesn't know enough or doesn't care enough about various shades of the LGBTQI first, um, you know, rainbow. No, exactly. And they, 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 they're like, oh, right, you're, you're trans, you're doing this, all right, cool. Yeah. <clears throat> and don't forget, one of our highest um, rate ranked comedians is trans. Ah, one of yes. our, um, oh, and one of our award-winning artists is are they actually? Do, do, uh, I'm, I'm completely blanking on their name, but um, very extravagant artist. Um, one one prizes all over the place. Um, they, they, yeah, I don't know if they've actually identified as trans or not, but oh, shoot, can't remember the name now. But yeah, it's nobody cares. No. At, at best, they're indifferent. Yes, exactly. Uh, they're either indifferent. Or are paying enough attention to say, well, why are you caring? Why why should I care about this? Yes, exactly. 
It's e they either, it either comes down on indifferent or are they affecting anybody? No. Then what's the problem? Yeah. Like, it's this... Yeah, basically. Very, very small little vocal minority who, for some reason, have a bee in their bonnet about it. Yes. But to get a little bit back on, on, on the main topic we're here for, um, so you're aware of the recent polling, which, yes, polling is can be, there is biases and stuff, but um, the aggregates seem to be that if there was a vote held on like, the, day, the day the given poll was done, you'd be like looking at anywhere between four to one Tories mm. after the, the fact counting's done. Yeah, yeah, top... We're seeing the death of the Tory party, I think, in this country. It'd be interesting, because like, I was thinking about this in the shower. I was like, so, Labour would be top. Yes. They'd probably have the Lib Dems. Yes. Possibly doing either either an informal or formal coalition with the Greens. Then you've also got SNP and Plaid Cymru, which are the, um, Welsh, uh, Scottish and Welsh, yeah. uh, respectively. You'd have Sinn Féin. The closest... the, you'd have Sinn Féin with the five they always... Uh, seats they always win, but they never sit in. Yeah, and then you've got the DUP, who are also Irish, who are also um, basically are the on closest... the on the on the downward slide because of. Getting... But they're also the closest you can get to a right wing majority, and yep, they don't have any power. No. <laughs> <laughs> so um, potentially, whether it's like in the next couple of months or a couple a year or two, because. No way the Tories are coming back from this. No. And maybe it won't be as dramatic as only having, like, four seats. Maybe they'll manage to get to double digits. But you could still be looking at a potential government that is, a uh, parliament that is basically Labour on one side, Lib Dems and Greens on the other side, and maybe a couple of um, Tories trying to squeeze in at the back. Yes. You could be looking and at... And that's going to be interesting. You, we could Sorry, be looking... I was going to say, we could be looking at a very centrist, leftist... Parliament. Yeah. We might actually get some shit done at last. I know. <laughs> it's quite scary. <laughs> <laughs> In a good way, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to say, nationalise the friggin' railway and the power companies. Renationalise the railways. Oh, Christ, yes. And the power companies. Yes, I agree with you, but it's the, with uh, definitely with rail companies. Uh, fucking Maggie. Oh God, help that bloody bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh... but see that that woman. She's got a lot to answer for. Yeah. She 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 absolutely does. Um... And the fact that the fact Liz Truss thought she would be the third coming of Thatcher. <laughs> As if, also, we should we should point out that um, literally the day before she quit, she was talking about Grace and Perry. That's the artist I was thinking of. Grace and Perry, yes. Now I don't know if he's um, I don't know if they've come out trans or not, but yes, I do know who you mean. Yes. Uh, well, there's a, a headline here from the Evening Standard. Grace and Perry on transgender awareness and working out uh, what modern masculinity means. Yeah. Uh, according to this article, which is 
I'm not sure when that's dated, but they are using um, he, him pronouns. Okay. So, and the, the picture's actually in, in, in mask mode, so. Okay. Yeah, but Grace and Perry, who I was thinking of. Yes. But you were saying that she <coughs> she quit. She was saying that she would never quit. <laughs> I'm a fighter, not a quitter. Yeah. And she's like, I cannot deliver the mandate. You weren't delivering. Everything you said was not the mandate. No, exactly. You um, you did the um, the national insurance thing. You did the um, you. The Bank of England had to step in to buy the guilt, and I don't, which is a term I hadn't heard before. No, I hadn't heard that before <laughs> but either. But it's to do with the, uh, it's to do with the pensions and stuff. Basically, they had to save pensions. They had to save mortgages. Who, who? I mean, everyone's looking forward to their pension, but who wants the mortgages? Oh, yeah, the middle class. Yes, exactly. The ones that are now. I'm not saying there aren't working class people that have, you know, got themselves up and like can afford mortgages now. Fair play. Mm-hmm. But generally speaking, we are talking more right-leaning voters. Yep. And again, I'm not. If you've earned your money, do what you want with it. Yeah, exactly. We're not judging on that. No. But again, again, that's it. With the the fracking issue, it's like one. As far as I as I understand and I have learned recently, their manifesto was like, "Oh no, we don't like fracking either." Like, yeah, May and Johnson are against fracking. Yeah. So why she thought that was a good idea? Oh, because the energy bills and stuff. Oh yeah, and the, the threats to uh, rollouts. Uh, rolling blackout. Yep. At between four and seven. Yep. <laughs> you know, prime time. The evening when the kids are getting in from school and just want to sit in front of their computers or tellies or, you know, whatever. Yep. My mum's trying to make dinner. Yes. <laughs> it's like she was determined. Yeah. yeah, it's like she was determined to have a, a second winter of discontent. <sighs> and I'm not saying it. It's all of these things are easy fixes. I'm not. I don't have the solutions. No, I. I don't know what to do, but I'm also not. I know not what not to do. I hope. Yes. <laughs> Most people you know. know what to do. Uh, you know what? Well, not what to do. It's like the fact she didn't even know that is the problem. Yeah. As, as I do, I don't know. Did you see Question Time recently when Brian Cox was on, the actor? No, I I must admit it's not something I watch on the regular. I don't know. I Pretty don't normally watch it, but I caught this because it was on YouTube. He eviscerated her. He because any any and the only defense somebody on the panel could try and make was, and it was one. I yeah. think it was somebody off Dragon's Den. I'm not entirely sure. Said, well, you you can't expect people not to be making mistakes. He said, yes, but we're at a point in time where they can't be afford to be making mistakes. And just to clarify, this is Prof Cox, not the actor. Yeah, no, this is the actor. Oh, the actor. Yes, the Scottish actor. Oh, okay. The original, Han- the original Hannibal Lecter. Yes. Yeah. Yes. To be fair, I mean, either one of them could have made that argument, so that's why I found yeah. it. But yes, as he said, it's not a. Ca- it, we're not getting her for not. You know, we're not wanting her to be perfect. It's just a case of, you can't be afford to making those kind of blunders at this point in time. When the country's in this state. Yeah. Just... We don't know either. No, we don't. 
We don't know. We're not. We're not. We're not. Neither me or Michelle is pretending like we've got the answer. That's not what we're here doing. But we just like you know we should talk about this and we might as well record it because it gives content. Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly that. And also, this affects us. This is our country. We want to get this off our chests. And honestly, as as good a form as any to discuss it. It's like. For, for me, as a role, and this is not something that was necessarily, like, big on my mind. It's just like, this is kind of interesting. We should, It's like, I like to just talk things out just so they're out of my head. Yeah. And so this is like, yeah, I mean, I could talk to himself about it and he'd be like, mm, maybe, but... Okay, I'm going to say this because... Hopefully this isn't going to be the thing now that we'll get someone reasonably sensible in, or at least, you know, Jeremy Hunt's like basically turned everything around anyway, and I don't know even if it got voted on, because it was... All this stuff, to be clear, listeners, all this stuff that she said in the mini-budget and everything hadn't even been voted in. It hadn't been debated yet. It hadn't been executed, and it still fucked up everything. Yep. Just the idea of it, just the threat of it, just the thought that could, this thing could happen is what sent everything to Tailspin. Yes. 44, year, 44 days in the job, 12 days actively. Oh, and you know the best worst part? Go on. She has a potential income of 115000 that she could draw upon. Oh, God's sake. I think you like that part. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Now, obviously people are saying that she shouldn't be entitled to it because, you know, short term. You could do it like um, national insurance contributions, like when people lose their jobs, like when I've lost my job that time, I've had to sign on. And um, the amount that I've been able to get and for how long I've been able to get it. Uh, has it all, all been related to my um, contributions. So the amount of contributions she made in the job is, should be uh, reflective on how much she can get out of it. Yeah. <laughs> That's just me being slightly facetious because I know it won't work that way. But... I know. It also... It actually... The specific wording was up to. So she might not get that much. Hopefully she doesn't. <laughs> I mean, that's that might be me grabbing at a straw, but it's still interesting. Yeah. I I think we've unless there's something else you can think of. I think we've hit most of the markers on this one. The only other thing I was going to say was I don't know why some people were surprised when her and Quasi put out that pie in the sky whatever hell you want to call it mini budget was just look at the flipping book those two co-authored Britannia Unchained when they I didn't realise that was a co-author I'd heard about it from her, from her but I didn't realise it was a co-author yeah hey uh, no I haven't actually you'll love this for those... you'll love this yep. co-authored by Liz Trust Quasi Quatang yep. uh-huh. Dominic Rab. <laughs> And there's also another one who I've never heard before, Chris Skidmore. And Pretty mm. Patel. Oh, for 
fuck's sake. So what is the summary of this book? Because I think I've only ever heard the title and uh, then only recently so I haven't had a chance to look into it. So what is this book? Uh, it The text sets out a ver their version of the United Kingdom future as a leading player in global uh, economic, arguing that Britain needs to adopt a far-reaching form of free... Uh, Free, a far-reaching and radical form of free market economics with fewer employment laws suggesting that, oh, yeah, that was... yeah, suggesting United Kingdom should learn lessons from business economy practices in other countries including Canada, Australia and the tiger economics of East Asia such as Hong Kong and Singapore Ugh. won't work because we won't want it like that then you want I mean some of the industrial strikes I'm not it's like dude I get what you're saying but we're all in the same boat right now yeah and some of us actually need to get to work oh this is charming <laughs> this is a direct quote yeah. the British are among the worst idlers in the world we work among the lowest hours we retire early and our productivity is poor whereas Indian children aspire to be doctors or businessmen <sighs> We don't even have time to get into and unpack that arrogant, demented, borderline racist comment sentence. We really don't. We don't. Oh, and yeah, by the way, no. I don't throw around the word racist lightly, but that is borderline racist. <laughs> That is. Like, I can't say too much at the moment because um, because of my current hours and the fact that the office I cl clean. Um, oh yeah, I'm in the same boat. I, you know, I'm in the same boat. I don't, yeah. you know. But yeah, well, I've, I've done. I've put in my hours. Yeah, same here. Don't don't tell us we're lazy. We don't like that. No. But yeah. That, yeah. It, it's a shit show. We've got no idea what's going on either. No. And uh, we just wanted to talk about it with you. Yeah. But I did say I had a couple of other things I wanted to get some thoughts on, which shouldn't take as long. Yes. Before we do that, I, I will give you a little palate cleanser. So have you ever seen the YouTube program um, Cinema Therapy? Heard of it, but I don't think I've ever watched it. It's a really sweet series. You've got a filmmaker and a licensed therapist, and they analyze media, basically. Oh, cool. Why? Um, one thing I will say about it is don't watch it if you haven't seen the project they're talking about, because it will be spoilers. They assume that you've seen the thing they're talking about. Okay. So if it's something you're interested in watching, don't watch their video until you've seen it. Yeah. Um, but I was watching their Moonlight episode, um, literally just today, mm -hmm. and... Um, <clears throat> If, again, this is why I say it, if you haven't watched Moonlight yet, first of all, do, because it's great. Um, but also, there are, like, it does actually spoil quite a, a couple of um, big plot points Okay. Um, in the discussion. Yeah. But, you know the basic premise of Moonlight is that he has um, dissociative disorder. Yes. Like, yes. Dissociative identity dog, DID. Yes, I do, yes. I... I learned through this video. Do you know what a um, DID person is known as? What they what their personality what it's all called? No, I don't actually. They're known as a system. Oh, okay. And they use 
and they use like um, we pronouns. Oh. And I thought, my initial thing is that's kind of adorable, but I don't know if adorable is slightly patronizing. So I'm going to change it to it's kind of awesome. Yeah. Like, I didn't know that term existed, and it's like, that is really, really cool. And like, sometimes the, um, the person, because I was reading. The comments are amazing. Like, there's a lot of DID systems mm. in in the comments. Yes. So I'm, I'm reading through some of them, uh, and one of them was saying that like because they talk about um, you know it's good that the idea that like it used to be like oh well, the idea is to make all the personalities fade away and we've just got one personality left, and like uh, the therapist Jonathan used the term integration. He said, I, but he did say it in like oh, I'm not sure that's the correct thing, and apparently the preferred term is fusion. Like you know, if one personality is not as needed anymore, yeah, um, it can like become a fusion with the others. Yes. Um, but yeah, so aspects and alter alternates alters are kind of both interchangeable. Value. I guess that depends on the system. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like it was really fascinating, and like <clears throat> like the video itself was really cool. Especially, I mean, if you've seen Moonlight, then you're gonna get something out of it. Mm, yeah, of course. Um, but just. I learned a new term. Yeah. And I think it's kind of awesome. That is kind of awesome. Just also as a, a side note to that, that's also kind of awesome without yeah. intending it to be. I have a character yeah. in some of the stories I write. Called, yeah. Called, uh, she's called Zissa Silverdale. Mm. And she has multiple personalities. And I, yeah. I didn't know that that's what they use, but she does say, she does refer to herself as we. <laughs> cool. I, I I was doing that just because I thought that just makes sense for the way her for her to talk that way when she's describing yeah. her various selves that she says we. I didn't realize that was that, I did not realize that was the actual preferred thing. That's kind of awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> but yeah, so if you if you know someone with the ID, they're they're a system, and that's like I said, I still kind of want to say adorable, but I, I, I don't know if that's patronising, so I will say awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I also like the difference between a psychologist and a psychiatrist. Um, which, do you know the difference? No, I don't, actually. The psychiatrist is the one that can um, subscribe drugs. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, which I, like, what's the difference? I, I think, I haven't looked at it properly, so I don't know if the... It, yeah, you know, it's a doctoral one. That's why you're allowed to prescribe drugs, or like you can be a psychologist, but you know, mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. have a PhD, but not. But yeah, so yeah, I, I've been learning things today. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The more you know. <laughs> so that sort of delight, delightfulness out the way. I. And I have no idea what your thoughts are because this is uh, a subject I'm, I'm bringing to you now. Holly and Phil. What about them? I haven't been following, so I don't know what's happened. Okay, so f you are aware of the QGate thing. As in QAnon or something else? Oh, okay. This is interesting. Um, and, and maybe once I start talking, you'll be like, oh, yeah. So, you know about the queue to see the Queen? Oh, when them stage. jumping ahead, or trying to jump ahead, is that what they were talking about? Well, apparently they didn't. They were like, they were there on their press passes. Oh, okay. So, okay, that's interesting. What's, what's your initial gut reaction to that, then? Uh, if they were there on their press passes, then 
there's no issue. Like, they... Uh, to my knowledge, the press were allowed to move along the queue alongside of it to talk to people. So... If... Well, no, it was more the... F- they went into the gallery and that was what was people were... Oh. I think that's a bit of a grey area, because as I say, I, as far as I was aware, the people with the press passes were mm. just allowed to kind of walk up and down the queue. So, I mean, if that takes them into a gallery, that takes them into a gallery. Well, no... Well, it was um, it was more uh, the gallery was um, you know like a, a press area, should I say, is more accurate. Ah. The people were saying that they basically jumped the queue, but they said they didn't actually go past the coffin. They didn't go into the area. They basically had like an observation bit at the top, and like a best you're looking over at the thing, right. not like get a moment to pause. Then there isn't. Then to me, there's not an issue there. If there's a section that's okay. set up for the press, that's for the press. Like. And they've got press and passes. And people are like, oh, but there wasn't their names. Like, well, no, because ITV said they didn't want to give away their deeds. Yeah. Yeah. Were... <sighs> All right. So maybe maybe your more thing on this is, <sighs> is going to be different, which is good. It, it makes for interesting conversation. Yeah. My big thing right now, and maybe you agree, maybe you won't, is that... So we're like how many days out now from like, even the funeral, let alone the lying in state. And people are still talking about it. People are still going on about it. People are still making like bigger things. Yes, there is. Absolutely. Like, why is this the thing you've latched onto? <laughs> They've apologised. ITV have backed them up. Yeah. Why is it still a headline? Because because there's a need in this country to tear people down and also it's Holly and Phil and they've kind of been seen as untouchable for a while, I think. I have a theory. Mileage may vary um, and I welcome um, the, the, the thought. I think that certain some people, not everyone, but I think some people have been gunning for Phil ever since he came out. Yeah, I'd agree with that. <laughs> We're 32 so, days removed from the funeral, by the way. Oh. So over a so month. So from the funeral, so a couple of days prior to that with the Q gate thing. Yeah. No, I think there has been a certain. There has been definitely. I don't want to say. I don't want to say um, publicly if that makes sense, but I think there has definitely been a case of knives have been out in the shadow for Phil ever since he did that. Yeah. So, to give some context to our um, international viewers, uh, we are talking about Philip Schofield and Holly Willoughby, Willoughby, um, uh, who are presenters of a very long-running daytime magazine show called This Morning, um, which was originally affectionately known as Rich and Judy after the original host, but then they went on and did their own Rich and Judy show, which I thought was kind of a baller move. Yes. Like, yeah, all right, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> and on a on a separate note, um, is he going to give her some of her life back? Because um, you know, <laughs> she's looking rough. Just a bit. <laughs> and he and he he's not. No. It's, you shouldn't use your wife as your portrait, Dorian. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so yeah, um, 
Holly has, um, I don't know as much about Holly's career, but basically Philip started as a children's presenter, like the first person to do Envision um, presentation on the BBC. He, he basically linked all the programs together and like became quite the celebrity heartthrob and then um, went on to do Saturday mornings and then became, out of nowhere, became a West End star. Yes. Um, that was that was fun. That was. And to be fair, he does have the pipes. I went to see him a couple of times. I I saw him twice in Joseph and once in Doctor Doolittle. Yes. Uh, I do have the OST for Doctor Doolittle. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, it's always annoyed me, like even from like, from then, maybe a bit younger. That if you're gonna have a major cast change, maybe do another cast recording. Like it was just a couple of minor characters and people moving around, fine. But if you're gonna go for like a big especially if it's like a really big known person yeah um and another more recent example is um recent ish is uh, when peter davison did um, spam a lot which was also really good the only recording you could get was the uh, new york cast recording and he was i don't think he was the original london cast either no. if you're gonna get a cast with a big name even if <clears throat> you keep most of the original songs yeah. And have the new person come in and do a couple of things. Obviously, with Joseph, it's a bit more complicated. Uh, Spamalot doesn't have all of... Um, not all of song, all the songs are... Um, shit, I forgot his name. But yeah, that king. Um, you probably could get away with it. Like, uh, I've got both versions of Blood Brothers, the uh, New York cast and the um, original cast for Stephen Lawrence. And um, a couple of the tracks, like the uh, the kids play song, is literally both, both versions are the same. Yeah. Um, so you can you can do it. Yes. I know logistically it's probably a pain, but you want to you like it doesn't necessarily. Yeah, like I said, if it's a big name celebrity, you've got more emphasis to do it. But even if it's like you want the version that you listened to, yes, you saw. But anyway, that's a weird side rant. So yeah, basically, um, he did musicals. He did Saturday morning thing. Um, going live finished. Uh, he and Sarah, um, Sarah Green, his co-host, and that um, both kind of took a break for a little while, did other things. Yep. And then yeah, he's been doing um, this morning for however long he's been doing it now. Uh, yeah, meanwhile, he... was uh, happily married to uh, a lovely lady called Stephanie. They had two children, Ruby and Molly. Uh, sorry, Molly and Ruby. And um, then he was like, "Yeah, I'm kind of hella gay." And like, on one of the interviews, I didn't like read all the things, but like. He was saying that maybe I thought I was, maybe I was bisexual, and people were like, "Well, you betrayed his his wife." And like, do you really think he came out with ha having the discussion with Steph first? Exactly. And like, my my thing is, now I'm not an expert on their relationship, obviously, but he loved her. He yes. probably still does love her. Yes. There is no way, because at the at the time when he said they got together, because uh, I don't know if you know the story, but basically. I think he might have, I don't know if it was for Schofield's Europe or for something else, but he was doing some um, some recordings out of the country. She came in to house it for him and basically never moved out. Yeah. He was like, this is this is getting serious. So they, they were in a, a loving relationship. Yes. And I no doubt they still respect each other. So to say that, um, and that was like one of the things when he first came out, it was like, yeah, and obviously people are concerned about Steph. Because that was his like primary concern as well. Like, this woman has been such a huge part of my life, and I'm gonna just basically destroy her world, and that's not cool. But I can't live like this anymore. Yeah, exactly. 
But yeah, so that's based, that's the short version with a slight tangent. Yeah. But yeah, I think people have been gunning for him. I think there's definitely been a, a as I say, in the sh- they haven't done it, they haven't been public about it, but there's definitely been hounds waiting in the shadows for the first chance to really attempt to rip him to pieces. Yeah. Yeah. So. And Holly, <coughs> Holly, I think is just kind of collateral. Yeah. Or, or guilt by yeah. association because she very much publicly stood with him. Well, as she should. I'm not saying she shouldn't, but I think, I think that no, no, kind um, of put her in the firing line of the same people because, I think. How very dare. How very dare, and I also think. I think there's a set for a lot who are also after her for that because I get the feeling, there's a, and I hate to call them this because they're not as much as they try to yeah. present themselves as they are, there's a certain group of feminists who hate her for not siding with Stephanie in that mess, if you know what I mean. <sighs> okay, again, we don't know what happened before the official announcement. Yes. We don't know that Steph and Holly didn't already have a conversation. Exactly. <laughs> but there's that section of... The female, female population, who, because I I have heard them say this. I have heard because I've got friends and their work at Blue who said this. That uh, whether Steph agreed with it or not, Holly and her should have been against Phil purely on principle. Why? <laughs> no, seriously, why? Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm, I know you don't have the answer, but I'm like, yeah. <sighs> Is that what we were saying earlier about the? Yeah didn't use the term but we were basically in the turfs it's like and how is this affecting you yeah which i always find is a a good argument and this affects you how yeah exactly yeah okay but how is it affecting your life like if we weren't having this conversation how would your life be affected by these people existing yep (laughs) try it it's an amazing argument (laughs) it actually makes it actually does make them I did have something else, but I keep forgetting what it is. So, did you have another little subject or thing you wanted to to bring up while we're here? No, I think because uh, I've got that one I'm keeping for when we next do thespian talk. Because I do want to get Gomer's take on it. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Because I think he'll have fun ripping people apart for the uh, entitlement in, involved in it. <laughs> oh, this sounds fun. <laughs> But no, it's it it is it's it's the whole Q gate thing is literally people who've wanted to take these take Holly and Phil down of scented blood and they're going for it and even though it's been proven that there's not really been a scandal here, yeah, they're still desperately trying to make it into one because they think this is their chance to take them down. Yeah, and it's it not working because people are like, oh, like, um, they took a couple of weeks off because it was like her half term and what have you. Like, yeah, but it's not the half term where they live. Like, I, the only see, it's a dumb argument because I don't know how old um, Holly's kids are, but I know uh, Molly and Ruby are adults. Yeah, so half term shouldn't affect Phil, but you know, since they come as a package these days, yeah, you know, if she's off, he's off. 
It's, yeah, well, it would, that probably not so much come as a package, that's probably contractual issues, because if, um, yeah. if, if Holly takes her holidays off at a time when Phil's not taking her holidays off, then that also kind of messes yeah. up their, uh, the contracts they've got with whoever have a standing host, because you know they'll also have contracts as yeah. well. Yeah, no, that makes more sense. That makes more sense. And it's like also, you... I was, I was slightly creepy, like, who's tracking, um, regional school holidays well i am because i have to i have to link up with my sisters to know when i can get when i can get down and see my nephews my nephew and nieces because the regional holidays don't always m match up for us all right that's valid however who who's like tracking a particular celebrities regional creepos school holidays <laughs> Is the answer to that, Michelle? Creepos. <laughs> oh, what was, what was the other? Because I think it was kind of a, a potentially. I didn't. Uh, I kind of wanted to talk about Eddie, but not because, like, basically she's throwing her, her hat in a ring, and people are like, "Oh, how, how dare she!" How dare he do that? I'm like, fuck off. Oh. But that wasn't what I wanted to talk about. Uh, it wasn't that, but um, I, I will say on that they're saying, oh, well, she's uh, he shouldn't be doing that in an all female category. And like, dude, it doesn't exist as an all female category. <laughs> it literally doesn't even. Next, James Bond, Henry Cavill, unsurprised by net usurped by Netflix star Tom Hardy, slips away. I thought they hadn't announced the next James Bond yet. No, that's a very confusing... Actually, there is something kind of funny that I, I found. Hang on a second, I'll put it into the uh, green room. Um, because th this is funny. Uh, text chats. And I didn't look at the article, because look who it's from. But... Um, da -da -da -da. Yeah, yeah. Go check out the green room, and you, you can read it out to the lovely people. Chancellor Charles' coronation may be cancelled as royal family enters crisis. Claims astrologer. <laughs> and it's the express. Oh, of course, it's the bloody express. <laughs> Actually, um, yeah, and also, I, I just Ben looks done with it already. Before you even start, Ben's done with it. I was going to say, nice picture of Ben Sisko below it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I believe that's just... As, I believe that picture is taken just before he's about to read Elam Garrick, the riot act for some some other, um, another scheme gone wrong on DS9. <laughs> I must admit I haven't finished watching DS9 yet, but um, the one thing we didn't actually talk about was the lettuce. Because we touched on it and we didn't discuss it. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So, the Daily Star, which is a tabloid, it's not something I've put much credence into. Although I think they're a bit more um, left than some of them, but... It's a, it's, a, it's, it's essentially a... It's a left-wing rag. Let's just... You know, it, it's, it is a rag. It's the gutter press. It's the, it's the, it's the left-wing equivalent of the sun. Yes. Um... 
So they bought a lettuce. Apparently, it was like the cheapest they could find. Uh, I don't know if they checked all the supermarkets or the cheapest they could find in their nearest. And they basically said, "Which is going to last longer, this um, a lettuce or this leafy green vegetable that we just bought?" <laughs> <laughs> and that lettuce. Some of the headlines were quite funny because I work. Uh, I said before I work at uh, Smith News, which is basically. The local distribution for all the newspapers so I get to read the headlines and like well it's on leaf support yeah which is like, oh, that's such a terrible pun but but yeah they, they, they put wig and the googly eyes on it and um, people say it ha- has more personality than, um, than trust yeah <laughs> this this is British politics but this is British um, reporting on politics people um, People were like gunning for the lettuce <laughs> in, the, in the best way. Yeah. And apparently, it even had a live feed. Oh, of course it did. And they were giving it like they they did a picture with it, give it a little like bottle of champagne and did like some um, yeah party poppers and stuff. Do you know what that reminds me of? <laughs> Carry on. I'm Go on. going back a little bit here. Do you? You know this uh, TV show, Have I Got News For You? Yes, yes, yes. Well, back in the <coughs> back in the 90s, I think this is like mid, maybe early 90s, they mm. kept booking Roy Hattersley, who, if, for those mm. of you who don't, for our international listeners, uh, Roy Hattersley was a Labour MP. Mm. Um, he was MP uh, for Birmingham, Sparkbrook for over 32 years. And also yeah. served as deputy leader of the party when they were out of office. Um, but they kept booking him, and he kept ending up um, no-showing them. Yeah. And for the first couple of times, they got in a bun- they they got in substitute guests. And then yes. it was either the third or fourth time he did it to them. They they basically said f it, and um, Paul Merton ended up having to uh, be on the show with his teammate being a tub of lard. I do remember that. I remember the top of love, but I couldn't remember the context. <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah, Roy Hattersley with Angus Deaton rather cashishly saying, uh, well, Roy Hattersley has, ha- has had to drop out again at short notice, so taking his place this evening will be a tub of lard as it has m- pretty much the same qualities. <laughs> I do remember um, one, like one of the more recent ones, it was after Angus left, and... Um, they had, uh, I can't remember who was hosting, it was one of the comedians, um, and it was like, uh, it was Nigel Farage, Oh God! and um, the comedian called him Niggle Farage, <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was kind of funny, but the uh, the following week they had, um, was it, was it uh, Herring? It was Stuart Lee and then the other guy. Oh, the yeah. one that's actually not a complete insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but he had a... Um, he was sporting a toothbrush moustache. And he did give an explanation. Yes. Which uh, we'll, we'll get to in a second. Um, but he basically said, well, you had Nigel Farage on last week, so I thought I would go even more right-wing. Yeah. <laughs> but no, he, his explanation was that he was trying to reclaim it for comedy because obviously it was uh, Charlie Chaplin. Yeah. And... Um, was it, was it Laurel or Hardy? Or did it, no, it was, it was the big guy that Oliver. had it, wasn't it? 
Oliver, yeah, Oliver Hardy. Oliver Hardy, yeah. Um, and then uh, a certain, yeah, uh, yes, a, a certain Austrian took it and gave it unfortunate connotations. Yes. So that was the reason that he, because I, I remember like the next day or whichever day it was, um, my colleague was like, "Did I imagine that?" I'm like, no, you didn't. Like, why? <laughs> why? He's like, "Because of this." Okay. Oh, okay. All yeah. right. There's a reason. Fine. I, to be fair, I don't think I ever saw that documentary, but... Um, no, I don't yeah. think I did either, but yeah. So, have I got news for you? Not going anymore. I think... Um, what you, Who'd you flip? Uh, Mock the Week's also ending soon as well. Actually, is uh, Have I Got News for You ended, or...? I know... Because um, Mock is finishing. Mock is finishing this... Yeah, this is its last season. I am just looking up now whether Have I Got News For You has been renewed or not. Yeah. Um, as far as I can tell, that is still... That has been... As far as I... Yeah, that's still... They haven't made a decision on that... Uh, but it's it's not up for renewal anyway until twenty twenty four. Mm. So okay, cool. We probably won't get a decision on whether that's going to go beyond this contract until then anyway. Yeah. Cool. No, that's fair. But so if you get a chance, I'm sure it's on YouTube and you can find clips and that. But yes, yeah. we recommend both. Oh both yeah. Mock and um. Just be aware, Mock uh, the Week is a lot more um, colourful than Have I Got News for You. Yes. I would say that. Uh, and also, to, to keep... To, uh, unless you had anything else you wanted to add about anything we've spoken about. No, I think that's... I think we've pretty much summed it all up, Michelle. Yeah. Yep, excellent. Um, yep. That's the state so of the UK at the a, moment. <laughs> that is the state of the UK at the moment. But to, to give uh, a more positive thing, um, a quick um, book review. Uh, it's an older book. Um, I, I recently um, listened to it on Audible. Um, but Brian Blessed's autobiography, Pan Absolute Pandemonium, highly recommend. Uh, <laughs> it's an absolute delightful listen. Uh, Brian Blessed is a great raconteur. Yes, he is. And I had a amazing time listening to it. Yeah. And uh, follow his advice when you get to it, and stop listening if you haven't already watched Flash Gordon. Go watch Flash Gordon because it actually is a good time, and then carry on listening. <laughs> <laughs> I will also just a quick note on Brian Blessed. I maintain to this day, had Doctor yes. Who not ended in 1989, Blessed would have been one of the would have been the Doctor sometime during the 90s. That would have been amazing. <laughs> and also listening to it, it, it kind of gave me a weird realization um, that when, when you hear Brian Blessed, what is your first thought? Okay, the second thought. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Himalayas actually. Because I know I yes. do know he's been climbing a lot. Yeah, obviously the first thought is it's big and loud and brash and and, and wonderful. Yeah. Um, he, it didn't occur to me till I was listening. He's actually an actor by trade. Yeah. He's not this personality that also acts. He is an actor first. Yes. Which I hadn't really thought about or realised. Yeah. And I had seen him in some stuff before, but I was like. Yeah. I was like, oh, Brian Blessed turned up in this. That's kind of cool. Yeah. No, he's an actor first. Yeah. And, such, and a, such a good actor, he actually managed to cause... Um, what was that police thing he was in? 
early in his career. Oh, Zed Cars. Zed Cars. He actually was such a convincing actor. He actually yeah. he actually caused one of this show, one of these episodes of Zed Cars to underrun. Yes. Because he was so convincing as the uh, policeman trying to get a confession out of somebody that the guy actually confessed early. Yeah. Yeah, that's he, not he does tell that story. Yeah, that's not a joke, people. That it actually happens. It's amazing. <laughs> so, um, if you you can buy the book, I don't. I mean, the the thing the the audio book isn't an Audible exclusive. So, if you don't want to give your money to Amazon, I'm sure you can find it elsewhere. Yeah. Big recommend. Big recommend. Yeah. It, it absolutely made my night. I was doing it whilst I was doing my overtime. I was grumpy. I was bored. I was annoyed. I was like, ugh. Because I was doing three weeks of overtime all at once, uh, and um, it it completely lifted my mood. Yeah. So, you you want to throw in a recommendation while we're doing that, or are you good? Um. The only thing I would recommend at the moment is if you've got a I'm which I'm not sure what consoles it's on. I know which one I've got it on. Just let me. Yeah. Double check so I don't give out a recommendation that's no use to some people. <laughs> Please hold. Yeah, yeah. If you've got a PlayStation Four or Five or Xbox Xbox One, or even you know if you want to do it on PC, I would highly recommend the new Ghostbusters game, Ghostbusters: Spirits Unleashed. I have been playing that since it's you know it's debuted very yeah. recently, uh, October eighteenth, <laughs> and yeah, I think it's good. I so not on Switch then? No, that's the one I've got. <laughs> no, sadly not on Switch. But no, I. Would, All right, cool. Well, um, yeah, I would definitely I recommend that one, guys. If you want some guys and gals, if you want some uh, a video game to kill some time with. And does it matter if you've seen the film or not? Because I haven't yet. No. I've seen the original, but not the new one. No, it doesn't matter if you've seen the new one. The only uh, actresses, actors returning are Ernie Hudson and Dan Aykroyd. So. Ah, fair enough. All right, cool. So you've got some political talk. You've got a bit of um, uh, some. You, you learned a thing, and you got a couple of recommendations out of it. I think we did good today. I think we did, yes. <laughs> Go, but we'll be proud of us. Hopefully. <laughs> um, can't say. I mean, I'm not saying we won't do this again. Um, Chris Goble was quite enthusiastic about it. Um, but unless something big comes up, or we just you know we get bored one day. Say, Should we just do one because Gomer's taking forever? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd be quite happy to do this again, I... Michelle. It's been brilliant. Yeah, um, I will say that we did make that joke um, prior to the more, most recent um, Thespian talk. We were just like, Should we just, should just some, a couple of us find some time? Um, but this is something that, even if we had waited for a regular episode of Thespian talk, I don't think we'd have had the time to really dive into. No. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah, and not, that's not a knock on Scully or uh, Goma. It's just a case of, again, as I said earlier, in a bit more uh, heated moment, uh, it's our co- this is kind of from our country that's happening, so we've got a bit yeah. more perspective on it than you know than they have. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. And um, yeah. I kind of you know they, when they talk about more Eurocentric stuff, I'm, you know sometimes I'm like I'm just, I don't want to say I check out, but I'm not always as invested. Yeah. <laughs> Which, which, um, but yeah, yeah, this yeah, it's been fun. Yes, maybe we'll we'll gather some silly stories and maybe we'll have a silly season episode or something. Yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, 
So we will probably will do this again maybe at some point, but we can't say when. Yeah, exactly. I mean, maybe once the uh, the next... Oh, okay, so um, I know we're trying to do a wrap-up, but um, did you see that Give Gap um, advert? Uh, it's a semi-recent It's a semi-recent one uh, where it's like set in the year um, like December 2023. No, I don't think I've seen this one. It's it's quite a silly advert. So basically, he's like, "Oh, chainmail's thing," and the biggest tic- um, the biggest influencer is this like this bonsai tree called Jeff or whatever it was called, and um, you know, saying basically um, advertising the uh, well things are changing, but our prices are the same, and their closing gag is number ten with a revolving door. <laughs> and like I said, this advert's like at least two or three weeks old that I saw it. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah. So on that note, we'll definitely see you again in a regular episode. We'll probably end up doing this again at some point. Yeah. Maybe a year end review. We'll see. We'll decide. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this has been fun. Has been yes. So, um, do you want to promote your um your thing? Uh, yeah. If you want to find my ratings, I will. Hopefully, in the coming months, get back to updating my stuff on fanfiction.net. It's just been. A couple of years. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. And yeah, I'm um you know my linktree linktr.ee forward slash uh, phoenix eleven. That's p h e o n i x one one. And I've got a couple of new unboxings on my YouTube. If you haven't checked those out already, please do. But yes, I have been Michelle. And I've been Ricky. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Uh, so that was fun. Um, got to listen to them for like, uh, well, according to this, is about like seven, one hour, 17, and 30 minutes. So it's close enough to an hour and a half with everything in here, plus, you know, them, plus the bumpers here that I'm recording. Um, but yeah, that, that they do have some good ideas. And yeah, I am, I am open to the idea of them like doing some stuff on their own. Uh, with with Thespian Talk for as long as it lasts. Um, and who knows, uh, with with the show itself actually ending in a, in a few proper episodes, um, maybe there's a spin-off hop, pop, pop opportunity. I'm keeping this in because I am not afraid to show my fuck-ups. Um, to keep this you know, as a spin-off opportunity, you know? It would be kind of neat. Um, I do kind of want to turn things into like a whole podcasting network anyway, so... That, that, that's something that's definitely on the table. Um, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. Hope you guys enjoyed them going off for over an hour <laughs> on UK politics and other various things. Um, and yeah, it took so long, this took so long to come out that um, the power of the doctor has come and gone, and it is really good. Oh, it is really good. If you are, if you are a fan of continuity porn and Doctor Who, you're going to love it, <laughs> I think. Um it's sad to see Jodie Whittaker go, and um, you know I look I look forward to uh, Russell T Davies taking the reins back again as showrunner, and see what he does with uh, things going forward. Um, but yeah, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, if you want to find me, my link tree is linktr.ee slash gomer to double x, and I believe Scolapendra also has a link tree linktr.ee slash Scolapendra. I believe that's what it is. Uh, all the stuff is in the doobly-doo anyway. But, um, yeah. So, thanks for listening, and we will catch you next time. And until then, this is Gomer, the Ranting Thespian, signing off. <laughs>